on this week's episode of Third and Forever, we discuss some recent news about a certain quarterback getting a massive contract. No, it's not the one everyone thinks it's going to be, but we do have news on that. We're going to talk about those developments that actually came out today uh, while we're recording this, and as well as the the no news of one of our team's quarterbacks. Still waiting on that. We'll probably mention it. Uh, but then the real meat of the episode this week is we have reoccurring guest in front of the pod, Dustin Baker on. Uh, so he's going to be on and we're going to get his take on the Vikings off season, as well as coming up to the draft, because we will have, uh, the next episode we're going to have is going to be post-draft. So this is going to be our pre-draft primer. Should, um, should we do an episode next week before the draft? Maybe. Okay. We'll see. I just I just figured out that schedule in my head, and I was like, feels like we should probably We'll do see it. how this goes. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. But yeah, so we're going to have Dustin Baker, who if you don't know, he's writer-editor for Vikings Territory. He is the host of Believe in Vikings that he hosts with Bryant McKinney, uh, as well as a couple other folks. I've been on the pod a couple times. Great show. Uh, he's not. This will be his third time on, third and forever, so we're happy to have him on. That's going to be the majority of this week's episode. But before that, we got some news to talk about. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Osdren, always by my co-host, Kevin Ulm, and producer, Dustin Lico. Kevin, we are back, and we are fully in the off-season schedule, and it's nice. It's weird having a, a week still for me. I don't know. Yeah, no, and, and it's, I mean, it's nice to be back in the studio, too. Last time, you know, we had to do our remote recording, yep. which meant that uh, both Dustin and myself had to defer uh, some shots for the sake yes. of content. Yeah. Uh, so we need to start our XFL shots right now. Yes. So, Dustin, would you like a, a disposable shot glass? I brought my own. Okay. I, <laughs> while, I couldn't see it. it was while you're pouring, your so I believe this is to make up for, uh, I believe it's week. I think I lost to you five. Twice, I th- or did think. I did the Vipers lose to the Brahmas or whatever? Uh, that was one of them. Let me okay, try oh, to find. Yeah, my team rocks. I lost to each of you once. Then. Yeah. So. <laughs> Since the last time we did, hold shots. on, it's been a while. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Because the last one we did here. was when when my team beat you by a was that by a no that no, the wasn't first by a lot. one the first was by was a lot yeah and the last one was in overtime on a stupid bullshit like fake yes. punt touchdown thing yeah so we have uh Dustin right. or Kevin's doing one because or Dustin's doing one because the Vegas Vipers beat the San Antonio Brahmas ha, uh, on April first loser uh, not April Fools for that. Uh, they won twenty six to twelve. Dustin, so Dustin has there. Let's do our first one. And Kevin has one because the Battlehawks, my St. Louis Battlehawks, defeated the Vipers uh, just uh, on April eighth, and it was the final score was twenty one seventeen. So that's why Kevin's doing doing uh, two shots for those for those losses. So he's got that's where the that stands. And then the other two in week nine, just last weekend. Um, or is it that one? Reach the bottle. There we go. No, we're we're <coughs> off. We're definitely off. But I, we haven't done this for a while. I'm I'm doing a bad keep, bad job of keeping track here because well, no one really is following the XFL. No. I think Adam should just do four shots too, just because we don't really know. Adam's doing. Adam should do four shots because he can't find the scores, and that's his whole job right now. Yeah. 
No, I'm not going to do one. But <laughs> do one. No. I don't, you're going to have me to. and Dustin each at four, and you're yes. going to be sitting here stone cold sober? I have a beer in my hand. Stone cold stone sober. Stone cold sober. <laughs> I have beer We next have no to me. way of knowing if there's actually beer in there. I could post a clip. Don't. <laughs> so they have their second one poured. Right, Dustin, let's go two. Very nice. Two down. Um, so yeah, this, like I said in the intro, we are going to be doing a brief talk about the NFL. There was some big contract extension that happened today. Uh, I forgot to bring a beverage that isn't water. <laughs> well, you could just chase with yeah, water. Even a beer. Uh, <laughs> um, so we have the Jalen Hurts receiving a very large contract, uh, five-year extension worth $255 million. That's a lot of million dollars. Uh, he is now the highest-paid player in NFL history. Um, and the interesting note about this is how it's how it's formatted or how it's a bit loaded here. You can judge me. Um, four of them. Who cares? Yeah. So he, his salary cap numbers for the next four seasons, 2023, it's $6.5 uh one five million. Next year it is thirteen point five six million. Twenty twenty five twenty one point seven seven million and twenty twenty six thirty one point seven seven million. Uh there's still like a whole lot of millions unaccounted for with that. So twenty twenty seven doesn't really pan out. Like it could be a little scary like yeah. those last couple of years. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those where you, you know they but, it allows this them is, this is the Eagles Opening the window, yes, yeah. so to speak. It allows them to spend money elsewhere because if it's highest in the next four years is only thirty one million, that's that's like nothing. So yeah. and that's that's gonna be four years from now. It's not like he has that now. I mean it's so it it's a I don't like it as a someone that doesn't like the Eagles, but it's a great move for them. Like it's a win win all around for Jalen Hurts and the organization. I saw a lot of people too kind of trying to dunk on this when it got tweeted out today and saying Oh, Jalen Hurts has one good season. He went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he went to the Super Bowl. You know, he didn't do a uh, uh, shit. Uh, he didn't. He didn't pull a Trent Dilfer. You know, he's not going to the Super Bowl like in spite of his own play. Yeah, he. I mean, I don't know if he earned this, but I guess every quarterback that's good now yeah. is just the next level of this. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones got forty million dollars a year. Yeah, and we he he didn't even throw over fifteen touchdowns. So it's like yeah, and for an extra, you know. 11 million dollars would you not rather have Jalen Hurts? right a- absolutely so it's it's a gamble in the aspect of we don't know how if this is sustainable like is he going to continue to be at this level or even better yeah i mean if if so well, automatic they, win they're like, not going to outlaw duh. the uh the rugby push qb sneak that's so true that's true they're not going to gonna be able that. to do that next year too yep yep so that one um Big news on that, so that was exciting. If you are a Bengals fan, uh, a yeah, Ravens fan, a Chargers this. fan, that's it's not ideal. You don't want to be the no. last of the table with your quarterback extension. So pa- you're like Packers, Packers fan too. Yeah, when they had a yeah Jordan Love, extend Jordan Love. Yeah, because the Bengals are going to also have to extend Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah, T Higgins. Well, and and like and some of those Boyd like behind the solid, scenes kind of things are so too. interesting too. I've seen a lot of like discussion about. You know, you think, okay, there's the salary cap, but there's also financially being able to afford, like, as an owner, paying these guys to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's the reason that the Bengals just sold the naming rights to their stadium. Yep. Because they're going to have to pay two to three guys big money up front right away. Yeah, it's – and we've already seen this a couple times. Like, with people on the Bengals, like, they lost Jesse Bates. Von Bell is gone. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to be losing – people 
obviously. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that young nucleus together in, you know, the the really impactful, you know, guys that you see. Obviously, the yeah, trenches are, I mean, are a big question mark still. Well, and if we're talking about the Bengals, we could throw in here a little note that uh, I, I think they're going to have a hard time keeping one of those kind of high-profile offensive weapons on the team. Yeah, Joe Mixon. Uh, menacing. Yeah, that's <laughs> not good. Uh, yeah, that, that they ruled hey, that it was all like... All publicity is good publicity. I don't I, think not, that's how it works not in menacing, professional sports. Not <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Menacing. I don't know if you want that in, in, in your... Uh, Public sports, There's no but. such thing as bad press, Joe. Pull your gun out whenever you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just ask Ja. It works out so well. Yeah, dear God. <laughs> um, so that's that's not ideal for them. And we did get a development on the Ravens front that apparently there is an, an offer on the table for Lamar for an extension with reported $200 million guaranteed. If Lamar, Which is a lot. if Lamar Jackson, who represents himself, yes. if he does not take that deal, it's clear that he's just looking to spite the Ravens. Like he's just gone. He doesn't. He doesn't care because, like, that's that's all. I mean, but if you walk away from that, like, okay, what else are you hoping to get? Yeah, but it should be noted that it sounds like Lamar had an active hand in recruiting the Ravens' newest washed-up wide receiver, yes, Odell yeah. Beckham Jr., Yeah, the man who defies the medical community by apparently... He's got one ACL. Yeah, according to him, he has one ACL, and he yes. discovered that in 2021? Yeah, during their Super Bowl run. And, and then he tore... Did he tear the one he has left? Is that his story? Or did he tear I think he tore. I, I think he tore it. And like it, like it grew back. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little murky on that. I don't know how. The, I don't. We need a medical professional in here to to tell us how what actually that means. Yeah, we, we should. Oh, we should talk to Branson about it. Yeah, we have a Branson. Yeah, corner. he'll talk about Probably, like the vulgus yeah, of it yeah. all. And, and so you know, so his ACL is looking pretty valgusy. Yeah, states. yeah, valgus. That's the word. Yeah, all valgusy. And I mean, it would be because isn't valgus like. Not, it's, not the correct. Yeah, it's like you're not feeling. Like you're not like feeling valgus. I, you're, I you're think, feeling pretty valgus. I think, in Branson, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I know you won't because no, I know you I'm can't right. correct no. me because I know um, I'm right. right. It his ACL became so valgus, yeah. that it just disappeared. It's inval. It, it's invalgated. It's invalgated. <laughs> yes, and so it, it just disappears. That's the medical term. Like that's what happens. It's valgation. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's it's the law of valgation. You know, it's just. Oh man! So I'm, yeah, like, clearly, so, I, I know I'm not going to so get a correction. We need, we need Branson to validate. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. We need him to validate the valgus claims <laughs> about Odell Beckham's validation that happened in his knee. I like to imagine that like there's like a couple new listeners <laughs> that are just like, "What the fuck What's is happening? going on?" I'm just looking forward to all the valgus. Snapchats from Branson as he's listening to the yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, all the Snapchats of Branson going, "Oh my god, yeah. you're butchering my medical yeah. knowledge." <laughs> Uh, the the real crime is that he would try to explain it and no, not I, think. I, I, I appreciate it. I, I want him to keep doing it. Um, um, I so, just hope that but, this doesn't come back to when he's like interviewing for some position later in life, and they're like, "This guy doesn't know what Valgus means." Yeah, un- what his friends are saying. About unbelievable. It. I'm actually a, a dedicated third and forever listener, and I know that your medical <laughs> advice is highly suspect. <laughs> but for, for that, sir, we can't offer you the position. <laughs> but so OBJ to the Ravens sounds like Lamar recruited him. Which leads you to believe one year, fifteen million dollar deal. That Lamar intends to be around if he wants OBJ there, or he's just wanting his team to sign some dude that, that doesn't be, have any that'd be forty chess right there. Yeah, that was uh, seriously, man. I mean, hey, who knows? Lamar is 
Lamar is an entity. Well, and there's so we can we can gracefully segue this into kind of another update. Um, OBJ was going to meet with the New York Jets, yeah, and decided to not even go meet them. Yeah, uh, remember he was one of the guys allegedly on the Aaron Rodgers grocery list. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, the Jets, they were they were in the mix for this high-profile free agent, and uh, it didn't land out, but they were in the mix. You know, they're trying to get Aaron Rodgers some help, and I just can't imagine what that must feel like to be in the mix with some of these guys and just yeah. really mixing it up out there. Yeah. It would also probably help to get guys like this if he was on your fucking team. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. And and so that, that leads us into, you know, the trade still has not occurred. Yeah, and there was some reports that it might happen, like, draft day, like, draft night. Like, it could be a very like, big thing, but... Fucking why? Like, just do know. it now, and then you know which picks you have. Well, like, because what, if what it's... What advantage do you if get? If it's not... If it doesn't happen on draft night, the Packers... I think I mean they they lose out on the there's there's a lot the amount of capital that they could get cuz like yeah. next year's draft stock or next year's draft capital is nowhere near as valuable as this year no, because it, it, it you just, basically go down around Yeah, yeah, you don't know yeah, and so it. it's just like they are probably really pushing for it and well and it, and it sounds like there was some kind of news that you know broke I don't it, it might be a little speculaty but Basically, there were sources saying that the Packers and Jets had a deal in yeah. place, and then Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show. You know, just a just a brilliant idea by him. So so good and cool, and he dropped that line about ninety ten retiring, which I still maintain is bullshit. I don't think that that's real. I think that was him being dramatic. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers dramatic. What I know? What? Yeah, no, un- unclutch your pearls. What's happening? Yeah, but it, I I think he might be so. He dropped that line, and then the Jets realized, "Oh no, he might uh, he might retire yeah. like a lot sooner than we thought." Yeah, and they wanted to then you know go back on the deal and offer lower compensation, and Goot said no, and that's where we've been for a month. What are your what are your thoughts on um, starting left tackle David Bakhtiari's comments that he made on? Um, podcast recently where he uh, was busting with the boys yeah, yeah where he spoke very candidly well he spoke very candidly and i had to literally google is david bakhtiari still on the packers because i'm like i don't it was a so, very out of context like out of so, character response from someone yeah. on the team and, and so you see that in bakhtiari he's a very like candid guy he doesn't kind of mince words a whole lot and I saw the clip, and I was like, oh, Dustin man. Dustin just did a shot. You're right. Uh, I'll do one after I finish speaking here. Um, no, while you're speaking. Start choking <laughs> on it. <laughs> but uh, he's a very candid guy, and, you know, he was he was speaking very candidly, and it did kind of worry me. Now, what I've heard after the fact is that that clip, it's not out of context, but the context around the clip does kind of provide more indication that he is still on board with the team and he has tweeted to that effect you know we, we there have been packers like beat reporters and people like that that kind of reply to those clips and say well if you listen to the whole thing it it it, it doesn't have the same vibe yeah. as the clip did and he has like retweeted that with like the bullseye emoji and shit like that so i'm not overly worried about it i think he's definitely going to be a packer next year after that yeah. things get a little more nebulous but I'm not overly worried. More valgus. More more valgulous. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. so that yeah, that was that that made the rounds, but I'm not I'm not overly concerned about it. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I, I think it was, it also doesn't help, you know, him and Rodgers are clearly very close or they're buddy, buddy. And that's always, yeah, you I mean, know, literally it's so, a golf cart. Yeah. So like they, I, I'm sure uh, probably that was like boiled up frustration of like, he's not going to be playing with his buddy anymore. Cause like, it's yeah. clear that Rodgers at least will not be on the field. I mean, Bakhtiari might not be either. Let's be real. Like, let's be honest. Like, he well, might he might not either. He was he hasn't been on the field a whole lot. Yeah. Well, and, and like he's a good buddy, and I think that he's maintaining, you know, as professional of a relationship as you can. He's not quite a Randall Cobb where he's just he's definitely just hanging not outside of coming back. <laughs> Met, yeah. MetLife Stadium. <laughs> yeah, we need an update on Randall Cobb and his tent in the parking lot of MetLife. But yeah. Um, Some vagrant out there. Yeah, so I guess really still just no news yep. is the bottom line for the Packers. The news is no news. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. And the Vikings making waves here, yeah, signing the, Joe Juwan. Joe, Ju- Joe Juwan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Joe Juwan. I think it's Juwan. <laughs> you almost said it. It's, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't believe. But it, it, yeah, what if it is Joe Juwan? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. It, it very well could be, yeah. Well, because um, no one had ever heard of him. Until literally yesterday, when the Vikings signed him. Yeah, so he is. Uh, so that's where er- I get confused. Yeah, they agreed to terms early this morning. Yeah, so Joan Williams, he was he's a DB or a corner, second round pick from I think 2021 mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. the Patriots. He was hurt last season, so he didn't play last year. I think he had like a shoulder injury, and then it turned to a surgery, and so he didn't play. He's but six three. But yeah, so he's. You know, he, he's familiar in a in a Brian. Catch. He's familiar in a yeah. Brian Flores uh, type defense. You know, that's okay. It makes sense, I guess. He's talking like in New England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it, he, it, it that that makes sense to me. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's another warm body at corner. We we now have, I think. Four six. I don't think Kevin think King's s- doing anything these days. Well, he can to... he can stay. I'm away. sure the Bears will take him. They like to take those terrible <laughs> yeah, players. He can, from he the can stay North. away. Imagine a team with Kevin King and Dakota Dozier. So, but that, but that's really the oh. only thing. Um, it seems like Quasi and uh, Kevin O'Connell had a uh, use their acronyms, please. Cam and Cock. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It sounds um, like an OnlyFans, like a yeah. little like. Secondary, yeah, it's it's like a right? it's like Walmart brand only fans Probably. like Hamacock. Um, so they <laughs> they had a, a press conference uh, or last week, and you could tell Kevin O'Connell is very good at coach speak. Quasi not so much, and there were some times where he would kind of, you know, say he'd try to say nothing, but mm-hmm. he would say actually something. So my my takeaways, uh, I think there is some potential fire to the smoke that the Vikings could be a candidate to trade up for a quarterback. Uh, they didn't really, they said they've been looking at a lot of candidates and they're always looking at that. It's the most important position. They know Kirk is under, not under contract next season. They don't want to be in a position where they don't have, like they want to have a guy to develop if possible in the building for a year. So you're saying potentially maybe a Will Levis. We'll get into it. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and then, they Dalvin, he is not. He did not come back. Report for the voluntary uh, mini camp, which is fine. Mi- voluntary offseason program, but it sounds like he is not going to be on the roster. Like again, confirms what we've been thinking and seeing on social media. So that's the real real takeaways. That's all I really got in the Vikings. Uh, we'll probably touch on some stuff here with Dustin Baker because we haven't talked to him about the Vikings offseason so far. So I'm sure he has takes and 
thoughts and yeah, yeah and i'm gonna be buying jalen a justin jefferson jersey next year because if we can keep this streak going where i buy her a jersey and then the player leaves <laughs> that is gonna be that's gonna be an awesome power for me to have yeah i'm never buying her a kirk jersey he's actually first of all she wouldn't want a kirk jersey she's not a fan but i am not surprised <laughs> um all right with that i think let's get to our interview with dustin baker all right, we now welcome on reoccurring guest, thir- third three-time guest, Dustin Baker, <laughs> yeah. writer, editor of Vikings Territory, as well as host of Believe in Vikings with Bryant McKinney. Dustin, welcome back on the pod, man. It has been, I think, over a year. <clears throat> I kind of went through in my head what we talked about last time, and it feels like that was you know, third and forever ago. Yeah. Uh, so I'm ready to get with the times, talk about the off season, talk about the draft and get some of your guys' takes too on how things are going for the purple and gold stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and Dustin, I, I have to thank you right off the bat because, you know, it, like you mentioned, it's been a while. And mm-hmm. since the last time you were on, the bulk of that airtime for us has been a debate between myself and my co-host here about uh, the word fraudulence. And oh, yeah. you did have a very nice tweet that I, I, I kind of, it's, it's the cornerstone of what I was saying. <laughs> I took a screenshot of it. That's how good it was. I was afraid you'd delete it. Um, so I'd like to thank you for that. Because Which one was it? It's something along the lines of, I think like it was after the giants game. Yeah. It was like, turns out the Vikings may have been a tiny bit fraudulent or something like mm-hmm. that. And yeah. That really spoke to me on a personal level because Adam agrees with you on almost everything. Like, look, look at this. What do you think about this? And it, yeah. uh, it shook him to his core. It's, it's well, not, it's, it's not e- or like hard to not agree with you because you post usually, you know, you're very objective. You post stats, you post facts. It's like, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot. You can not a whole lot of gray area in that. So it's like, <laughs> all right. Well, the, where I was at with, with the fraudulence talker was, I it took me until the second half of the Washington Commanders game and then the full Bills game to really get enthusiastic about the Vikings. And I was right there with the rest of you who are watching is I was thinking, all right, this could be a team of destiny. But I always remain remained paranoid that they couldn't beat the shit out of anybody. Um, And so my lesson learned, especially when I scripted that tweet that Kevin likes was from now on, I don't care what team it is. If they've got a real sweet ass record and they're they're ranked like 26th in DVOA. I'm not going to just be all optimistic anymore. I am going to say these numbers are not phony. They don't have any agenda. And I talked myself into the optimism, like there's no way they can lose at home to the Giants. They're at home. And then it happened. And I think that tweet that you referenced, it came from the, how did I get hoodwinked? And that that was the output was that tweet. Yeah, they got you again. And, you know, <laughs> you know Justin and me and you, you know, true, true stat heads over here when it, when it suits my argument, at least. Um, you know, we we cling to that DVOA that mm-hmm. Adam seems to have rejected. So we don't have to dwell on it. I think that history has proven no, no. Kevin uh, my clings. Point, Kevin but... clings to any stat that help him. That's he yeah. ignores all others well, that don't. It's help the PFF him. grades. If a yeah. guy that I don't yeah. like has a bad PFF grade, it's it's a big deal. Yeah. If a guy that I like has a bad PFF grade, well, it's like who who who's even putting these together? <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> what are numbers? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the it's the Roquan Smith rule. Yeah. Like, exactly. He's <laughs> never any good. And the, yeah, you'll you'll hear that he's a top four off a linebacker, and you'll go look at like what does he got? Like a ninety on PFF? You're like, oh, 52, huh? What's going on yeah. there, fellas? <laughs> um. So while we're talking about some off season stuff to catch up, 
What has been mm-hmm. something that you've seen the Vikings? The Vikings have obviously made a lot of a lot of moves, but also a lot of still unknowns right now. So let's talk about mm-hmm. the moves that we have made. What jumped out to you of something that you you liked? What's something that baffled you? And what's something that you just don't get behind? You just you're not like I wouldn't have done that. Call it the good. Yeah, the bad. Wh- which was yeah. ba- which was baffling to me. And this is going to sound like a Homer talker, but I really have some unbiased background for it is Duke Shelley walking to the Raiders for 1.3 million. And here's why I say that. Now I understand that he played like Deion Sanders and there's a very good chance he shows up in Sin City and isn't that good again. Fine. But at $1.3 million, he deserved to put forth that second act with the purple team. Now that giant chip that he had on his shoulder that he came from the bears, he's going to have that now against the Vikings. And wouldn't you know it? We play them again, or we play them for the first time in four years in their building. So I don't have a, a huge beef that Quasi Adafimensa is like, yeah, he was probably a flash in the pan, but at 1.3 million, who cares? Keep him on your team to find out if it didn't quite work. So that was the baffling one. Uh, The one that I'm not on board with is the lack of priority at cornerback CB. I don't quite understand why we let Dantzler go because he wasn't expensive. He could have been a perfect depth corner. I don't expect him to start. He gets benched every year. I understand that. (laughs) Uh, But the way that we're rolling into the draft with Byron Murphy, Booth, and Evans, who are gigantic maybes that we're really going to hype this summer because we have to, I don't think in a pass-happy NFL that is congruent with we're going to be in the playoffs, baby. Right now I'm on a lot of eggshells which leads me to believe that we're probably going to get a corner uh, early in the draft. And the thing that I love is no surprise. It was the hire of Brian Flores because they could have hired some asshole from, you know, an assistant safeties coach for the saints and called it good. But when you hire Flores, that tells the fan base that we are very much in this to win this in 2023, because wouldn't the last time I checked, Flores was the anti-tanking head coach. He's not going in there to go eight and nine with the fellas. He's going there to put forth his best effort. So with Cousins presumed last year, I like the fact that they stopped dicking around on defense and said, all right, let's let's go get the best guy we can possibly get. And it gives me faith that at least for this last hurrah with Cousins, that we should uh, contend for the division. I mean, you guys could have had Joe Barry if you wanted him. If you just asked, <laughs> oh no, you guys love him. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> you're not getting rid of him. I was gonna say if you asked nicely, but you could ask me, and we'd still give it to you. <laughs> yeah, no, there was one of us in this room was extremely happy about Brian Flores signing. Uh, it it wasn't Kevin. No, I, I don't think it was Dustin. It yeah, so very happy about that. I know he was really pulling for Mike Petton. You know, he's still on the roster. Oh, that, that would have been. But he was really hoping Mike Petton would be our guy. That would have been guy. chef's kiss. Yeah. Just, oh, it's just beautiful. <laughs> but he he's still stuck with, with Joe Barry. And it was great because Kevin was actually, it was while both of us were talking about, you know, I can't stand Ed Donatel. He mm-hmm. can't stand Joe Barry. And he's like, you know what? You want to get rid of them. You hope they will. They're not going to. They're going to yeah. be, you're going to be stuck with them. A week <laughs> we, later, oh, we hired Brian Flores. He's like, damn. Yeah, we had a beautiful symmetry for a moment, yeah. and then and it just oh, you know, yeah. your, your team actually <laughs> dealt with the problem. Yeah, shockingly, and, and so, you know now I'm just sitting here. Yeah, uh, still your sad. team likes to sit on things and just not do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean Mark Murphy, you know, he's a cautious guy. Yeah, you know, he just kind of, except when he's at like a girls' high school basketball tournament oh, or something like that, oh, then he just starts talking. Oh, but boy. yeah, um, so what did you? What were your takes on it? Because it was all very telegraphed. The mm-hmm mass exodus of the old guard oh, yeah. of the Vikings uh, that obviously referring to Kendrick's gone, Thielen gone, um, you know, Patrick Peterson 
Cam Danzler, yes, he hasn't been around for forever, but he's been on the team the last couple of years. And then, you know, we're, we're losing some of those guys that you were, were used to seeing. It looked like Harrison Smith might have been one of them, but it seemed like at the 11th hour, he uh, decided to stick with the team, which I, I was very happy about. Um, but what are, what are you, uh, you, I mean, obviously this is all very telegraphed. So do you have time to prepare for that? Did it still hit a little bit when that, when the news became official? Oh no. Uh, we knew that Harris Smith was going to stay once we got the Prince picture from Chris Thomason, but probably the best part of the off season, at least as a, you know, thinking it was a troll moment or a mistake, but it's like, no, mm. this is the real deal. Uh, no, I prepared on the drive home from Kevin's favorite loss to the giants by the Vikings <laughs> that the team was going to look a lot different. Yeah. And so when I started to see the guys like Kendricks and Thielen depart, you know, I, I think about this every day, every single minute because it's my job now. So it was fruition when those guys let go. In fact, I thought the exodus would be gr- more grand. I thought Madison would probably be gone. I thought CJ Ham was a goner. I thought Jordan Hooks, uh, Jordan Hicks was gone. Uh, so when those guys came back, I was actually surprised. Now, when the Harrison Smith stuff started, like, oh, I don't know if he's going to come back. That one started to get in my emotions a little bit because he's, to me, he's more of a Viking than Thielen simply because he's been around longer. Uh, I know Thielen has the hometown ties and everybody loves him to death, but to me, it'll be more difficult when Harrison Smith probably retires and not on the Vikings anymore. Um, but on the whole, no, they they wanted to get leaner, meaner, younger, and more affordable. That was the mission statement, and they accomplished it. Uh, I also kind of started to believe that Dalvin Tomlinson would come back, but then I looked up to see that he signed that fat ass deal that he got in Cleveland for fifty seven million. I was like relieved that we didn't unload that for a, a nose tackle. Uh, so yeah, nothing about the offseason outside of the guys they didn't cut surprised me all that much. But I did think that they would go down the list of roster needs and sign DJ Chark or sign Darius Slayton and then get Rocky Sin or get Shaquille Griffin so that when we got to this draft in 10 days, it was complete gravy just to pick. But now it feels like, to me, they're pigeonholed into saying, all right, well, God, what are we going to do here? We're going to get a wide receiver and get a cornerback. We can't do both. Um, it also leads me to believe that they really love K.J. Osborne, which I wouldn't have predicted about two months ago, and which is a hot-button topic right now. Yeah, got to be careful. Got to be careful with that. K.J. <laughs> <laughs> Osborne, who's, who's been on Twitter. Yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah. that was a, a nice little treat over the weekend. That was I was like, <laughs> oh, like, geez, I, what I have – when I have Kevin texting me yeah. about drama on Vikings Twitter, I'm like, okay, I got to get on here. What's happening? <laughs> what, what am I missing Which here? is kind of an indictment on me that the algorithm's <laughs> yeah. like, you need to see the Vikings yeah, I was like, And then I, when he told me the culprit, I was like, aha, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't okay. believe how, um, whether whether it was the culprit or the, the amount of Vikings players, how it kept spiraling. And I, I jokingly would say to my... There's a Caleb Evans like weighed in too, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. did. That yeah. was That's what was so hilarious. So I would message uh, Yannick, Yannick Eckhart, one of my uh, best friends from Vikings territory. I'd be like, God, it's been 90 minutes and there's no new thing here on Vikings Twitter about this? What are we doing? Because <laughs> it was like, everybody kept doubling down. Yeah. And if I would have been the tweeter or something like that, first of all, I would have died. And then yeah. second of all, I would have <laughs> immediately been like all right what am i doing here i don't need to do any weird damage control i just need to come clean and move on but no it just everybody kept doubling down and saying weird stuff and inviting each other oh man it was weird that's the beauty of twitter it was it was just a thing (laughs) too where like the person double downing the most or doubling down the most i think he's had a he has an interesting track record of doing that especially maybe towards 
media mm-hmm. and or the the elite media, I should say in quotes. Um, and so <laughs> I don't know. It was just like, okay, this is where we are. This is peak off season. We are yeah. needing to now beef with players on the team or try to stir up something. I just like when players get in the mix. Yeah, it's great. Know? When it's they great. defend themselves a little bit like that, it's yeah. always refreshing, except when Aaron Rodgers does it. Um, <laughs> and, and Dustin, not to, not to wildly change the subject away from mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers again, but uh, so you were talking about draft needs and you mentioned wide receiver and corner. Mm-hmm. Is running back somewhere on that list? Maybe not first round, but is that... Is that like, where is that on kind of your list of needs? Well, I, I firmly believe that the days of a very pronounced bell cow Vikings running back 16 years worth of it are kaput. I have this little nagging thing in the back of my head that says they would take Bijan if he was there at number 23, uh, because then you would fully emulate the 49ers offense, which Last time I checked, that's where Quazy started his career. Because mm-hmm. then you would have Jefferson to your Debo. You'd have Hawkinson to your Kittle. You'd have McCaffrey and Bijan. You'd have Ayuk to your Osborne. And it would really start to get eerie that maybe we don't need a huge big name WR2 because they've got this running back who will get so many touches. Uh, but that's just a that's a theory that keeps nagging at me that I can't rule out. You need um, an entire defense for that. But yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, so let's see. What was the original question? That was a tangent. Oh, on my just, part. just about, uh, about tackling, you know, going, what, looking at a where running, uh, back running back falls kind of. Oh, yeah. Running back. So, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Um, Madison Chandler and Kane Wangu probably do the trick because I do believe Dalvin will be traded or released. Mm-hmm. Um, they could take a flyer in the mid rounds on Ty J Spears or uh what's johnson Bijan's backup i mean there's so many good if you're a fantasy football yeah. fan oh boy this running back especially if you play dynasty is just juicy as all hell so mm-hmm. i would say that yeah they might just throw in a fourth or fifth round running back but that's really like it feels so cheap to do that now because th- that guy could have 1200 yards and nobody would be surprised and we don't even know which one of the guys is going to be that good uh mm-hmm. but i would say if you if they come out of the draft a week from Saturday night and it's just the three guys, that I wouldn't be wildly surprised. Yeah, and I get so so you would be like relatively confident in like say Alexander Madison RB one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean yeah because the way that I believe Quasi Adolfo Minster wants to run the show is that it doesn't matter um, who your running backs are these days. Now when I was a kid, I don't yeah. know. I think all of you guys are younger than me. It was all about in football. It was. It was about the running back you had in basketball. Yep. It was like which seven foot center you had. And now all of that's dead. <laughs> uh, so if you look at the way the Rams ran the show when O'Connell ran the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl, they were decent running backs, but you didn't have to get really, really deep. And then if you look at that famous stat of all these running backs who end up winning the Super Bowl, it's like LeGarrette Blunt three times and then other <laughs> jokers who ran for 800 yards per season. So I don't think it's a requirement anymore. And I think I think smart general managers are starting to realize that all you need to do is have yards at that position and then you get the pass catchers to really blow the top off the thing. Well, I mean, yeah, you even look at just this most recent Super Bowl. I mean, Kansas City and Philly. Yeah, Miles Sanders is a, a you know a typical household name, I guess. But even yeah. then, they use their backs so interchangeably yeah. where all of them are fresh. You know, that's that's the whole thing. You'd see games where Miles Sanders is being outcarried by Boston Scott mm-hmm. or by Kenneth Gainwell. So it doesn't re- – I mean, that's just the way the, the NFL works. And so I don't – you know, I'm in the same camp that 
Dalvin is not going to be on the Vikings this, this upcoming mm-hmm. year. I just, all signs are pointing. He's not. And that's, mm-hmm. that's fine because it's not like we're just going like, all right, Madison then replaces Dalvin one-to-one. It's not going to be mm-hmm. that. I, I think no, that they, and, like, they like Chandler. They like Wong Wu, obviously. And it's just, they're probably going to shift from the bell cow aspect mm-hmm. to the committee, like you mentioned. So, and you remember, uh, I don't think the other two will remember this, but you will, Adam, how good Chandler looked in the, in the preseason. Yeah. I started to do, I started to do that really yeah. tempting thing. Like, God, we could just use him. We'll be fine. Yeah, like, he's, he's, like, he looks pretty sweet. I don't know. Yeah, and he's like, I think if you stack them all on the roster, I think he's about the third or fourth fastest player on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, if, if, if Chandler was drafted in 10 days or 11 days, We'd be like, sweet, we got our running back. So why not Why not just use the guy? And plus, he's old right. for a running back. He's going to be 25. So if you're going to use him, you better do it now. Yeah. So I would expect uh, maybe the first handoff week one goes to Madison, but there's going to be equity between Chandler and Madison, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so we mentioned on Dalvin, what do we think is happening with Zedarius? You think, uh, you know, obviously it seemed like before his tweet and him kind of <laughs> saying another player tweeting, um, that the Vikings fully intended on him being back. And then the, he kind of went out maybe on his own. I don't know. And so now it seems like they're kind of scrambling to s- see where his head's at. It well, feels like, and if only someone could have warned you about this, but yeah, go on. <laughs> Kevin, so, is, Kevin <laughs> thinks that if we just make him a captain, everything's gonna be hunky dory. He'll be all happy. I think that's all it. roses. I mean, that's all he wants. That's all he all wants. Because that's in Green yeah, Bay. that's the reason he want the like, Green Bay. He's like, oh, because we didn't make him a captain of the Green Bay Packers. That's why he was so disgruntled. Yeah, that's, that's what Kevin's take is. If we get to Thursday morning with nothing happening with Darius, it will be six weeks since he fired off that tweet. And I remember when I saw that and then plug your ears real quick, Kevin, I thought that's a real Packer thing of him to do is to just say, (laughs) I'm I'm done. I'm out of here. I was like, of course he would do this. Um, Yeah. It seems like the Vikings management pissed off a couple people this off season. Like Chris Boyd tweeted, you know, I'm saying goodbye to the fans and the players only. Uh, yeah. I love you guys. So I think a lot of their – and Duke, Duke Shelley even seemed pissed that he wasn't invited back. I think they rubbed a couple dudes the wrong way that, you know, we didn't want him back. Uh, boys, Darius, I think if there was a trade market, he'd probably fetch about a fifth rounder based on the history of edge rusher trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good news is if you can't find a trade partner and you do a post-June 1st cut designation, you save like $12 million which will be juicy summer dollars. There's this really weird thing. I don't know if you ever read Purple PTSD, our, our sister network. If the Vikings trade Cook, Zadarius, restructure, Brian O'Neill's contract, and what was their one other thing? They can have the most cap space in the league by like lunchtime tomorrow. They can free up like 35 million bucks by making those three moves. And there's one other one. I should know it, but I didn't study it before my way onto the show. Uh, but yeah, they have a very clear pathway to have a lot of money, and it doesn't involve kicking the can down the road and doing atrocities like that. So I don't think Zadarius will be back. I think it's more likely that he has a kumbaya with management than Dalvin, yeah. um, because as you'll remember, Adam, at that press conference, they asked Kwesi Dafamensa about Dalvin Cook, a player under contract. Yep. And all he had to say was, what are you talking about? This guy's on the roster. I don't know anything. But he yeah. was like, yeah, we don't know. Uh, conversations are ongoing. That was total general manager speak for this guy ain't going to oh, work yeah. here anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say they're both gone. Uh, I'd love to get a fourth and a fifth rounder for each of them in total, but that's probably a pipe dream. 
Uh, and that's and then if you signed Marcus Davenport, then what's Zedaria is going to do? Just hang out and be a third down rusher? He's not going to like that, especially if he doesn't have his his precious C on his chest. <laughs> I think he should go to the Bears. You know, that way he can just he can keep kind of getting revenge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. total Bears. Thing. Yeah, like, I got four revenge next, games now. Next, next year he can go to the Lions, oh, and, and then he can six. just complete the oh, yeah man. the gauntlet. Yeah, <laughs> a third of his season would just be revenge. Yeah, be he'd great. Be the angriest man in the NFL. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, any other, any new, any moves around the, the rest of the NFC North, uh, that kind of caught your eye or in the NFL as a whole, we don't want to necessarily hold it just the NFC North, but you know, Dustin here is a bears fan. He's also a Bengals okay. fan. Mm-hmm. So he, Both? he's from Illinois. Yeah. He's from Illinois. He so can't be just a bears he, fan. He likes the sad. bears when it's, <laughs> when it's topical and convenient, it feels like <laughs> he was a big Trubisky guy. I was, yeah. I, yeah. So there's I mean, that. I mean, the thing is, Bears quarterbacks. But now he's all about Justin Fields. The thing with Bears quarterbacks is we haven't had a good one. That is the ever. thing. Yeah. Ever. That's correct. Yeah. That's, that's correct. Thing. But Trubisky yeah. started making better throws. He was improving. And I'm still not to the left. But you're a Fields yeah. guy now, right? Yeah, I, I like Fields. Um, I just hope he stays healthy. And maybe they just take, like, maybe they just trade up after trading down. And take like Stroud or something and move Justin Fields to RB one. So Dustin, I guess the question is, are you worried about the Bears this next year? Uh, no, no, because no, 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 no. Not other, you, other, Dustin. other, the the oh. guest, oh. Oh. <laughs> the Dustin who knows. Stuff. I was quick. To, let the record show. I was quick to say no. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very quick to say no. I'm going to say I wasn't either because I don't expect you're not scared of the, you're a Bears fan. Yeah. I don't expect you should too always much, be though. scared. So, of no, Bears. I'm not scared because I don't expect too much. So I don't think they're going to do anything. Well, and so are the Dustin's in agreement on that? I don't think that they're going to do nothing. Um, but I think we have this this weird amount of hype for a general manager who all he did was do the smart thing. He just traded back and, you know, we're bowing down to Foles. And there's some Vikings fans who are like, we should have done what he did, rebuild the roster. It's like, oh, yeah, winning 13 games in a season is so miserable. Oh, yeah. the, the audacity. Um, but... No, I'm not too worried about the Bears, but I, I do think they're going to be better. Um, probably in that six and eleven, maybe flirt with seven and ten, um, all depending on Fields if he becomes a better passer of the football. Uh, if he can, continues to do this running stuff, he's probably got a shelf life of about five years, like the Cam Newtons and those guys, because they just get hit too hey, much. I heard Cam Newton is better than most starting quarterbacks in the league, according <laughs> to Cam Newton. Yeah, we we could have Cam Newton on this podcast tomorrow. That's how well he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Detroit is the big one that everybody has their eye on. Even Vegas, uh, they're considered the odds on favorite to win the division. So yeah, when you look at the roster and the, some of the free agent moves that they made, it is very tempting to say like, Oh yeah, they're on paper. And then on top of all the shit they could add in the draft, they could get even stronger, especially if they're the team that added Bijan and just got obscenely rich. But, uh, like the, it's, it's believe it when you see it, with the lions, they right. were, would they start one and seven, one and eight? And then because they beat Kevin's team in the final game, they're everybody's darlings, and now they're going to win the North. And the cool thing about being a Lions fan is all they have to do this year is go like 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, get in the playoffs, and it's the biggest damn accomplishment you've ever heard of. Yeah. With the Vikings, they do that, and it's like, oh, here's another season from Kirk. He got 10-7. and seven. He sucked. Yep. And the Lions do that. It's time for a parade. Uh, so I, I'm not sold on the Lions. I'm still fearful of the Packers, if you can believe that, because I think we're right in the obituary rate way too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just assume that because Rodgers gone, they're not going to be competent. You know, or Bakhtiari saying they could be in a rebuild mode. 
Um, no, I don't. I don't think that we can just rule them out in fourth place. What are we doing here, folks? Like these are the Packers that have this long-standing like legitimacy. Uh, so I'm not. I I would venture to say the Packers are going to be a lot better, unfortunately, than any of us think. Uh, and then a couple other thoughts. I think the Broncos will be much improved. If there's anybody on the planet that can salvage that Russell Wilson shit that happened last year, it's going to be Sean Payton. And I think there'll be a quick hook if if it turned out that Russell R- Wilson really got to age. 34, 33, 34, and sucked. Yeah. I don't think they're going to dink around and be like, well, we're going to wait now in 2024, and he's going to be different. And then the final thing, in case uh, I don't get to it, the big four of these quarterbacks, I say this every time at this time of year, two of them are going to suck or be meh. We are totally fascinated with all four being the next big thing. They're not going to be. One is probably going to be damn good. The other one's going to be like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good, like Jared Goff or Matt Stafford. And two of them we're going to laugh at in three years. So just know that they're not all infallible. Two of them are going to be meh or shitty. All right. Well, and Dustin, I, I just want to thank you because as a Packer fan, it's been it's been tough out here in these streets a little bit. Oh, yeah, after 20, I hope 20 25 years of, like, elite quarterback. Which, yeah. by the way, is 30. Kevin's entire life. I've, I've <laughs> His had, entire life. I've had probably six to seven weeks of non-elite quarterback potential. Uh, uh, and, what do you, I mean. Wow, you're just selling the ship on Jordan Love already. Well, no, huh? but I'm you're saying just... consensus. Obviously, I think Jordan Love mm-hmm. is going to be the next big thing. But... I think a year ago, Kevin said, trade Jordan Love, and now it's. No, it was more than a year ago. It was well, like two years ago. I don't ago. know. It was now it's, it's quickly <laughs> yeah, things it changed. It was at least two. But I mean, I've had you know several months now of quarterback ambiguity and yeah. you know not that solid bedrock I'm used to, and I'm, I'm getting gray hairs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm kind of I'm waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. Um, <laughs> so I guess Dustin, what what are your thoughts on Jordan Love? Because that's a big deal for the Vikings about what Jordan Love turns into. All I ask is that he's ordinary good. And I've said this since Rogers turned into a hall of famer, what probably 2010, 2011. I said, whenever that bastard walks away, just let them have a guy who's good. Decent. I'm talking like Dak Prescott, like he could be good. Like, not this best in the league stuff. I'm sick of it because it's not fair. How does it keep happening to the smallest market in the world for a football team? Um, But no, I think love will realistically be good. Uh, I think he's had enough time to marinate. This is exactly what Rodgers did. So I think they figured out. The, yeah, <laughs> they, they, I think they figured out the winning formula that if you just let a guy cook in the oven for two, three years, he's going to learn a lot. He's going to be good. And the funny part is the Vikings do this tomfoolery and draft Hinn and Hooker in round one. He's going to be old. Hooker's going to be older than Jordan Love. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I think Love will probably. I don't know. I think it. I think that it'd be fair to put them eventually in that Prescott range. I'm. I just don't think it's mathematically possible that they get three Hall of Famers back to back. Because be. it shouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, it definitely shouldn't. Be. It probably shouldn't be mathematically possible to get back to back. But here we are. Well, it's just yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the you Bears know. have like one Hall of Fame quarterback, and they've been around for over a hundred years. And I think so. that was like. A- <laughs> Is, it was like maybe we're like, maybe we're taking yours, like you know, like as a division. Wasn't that Sid right? Luckman? Yeah, I, yeah, I think sure so. Luckman, and like that's when like guys could like, oh wow, look, he threw a touchdown pass. Put him in the, <laughs> put him in the hall. <laughs> oh. like, like, why don't we get these guys face masks, fellas? He threw it forward, like yeah. like, like twelve hundred yards on the season, like yeah. nine touchdowns and eleven picks. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what that status is. Um, all right. Let's uh let's shift to the draft here. Good. So we have the NFL draft 
coming up mm-hmm. in I think when this records what 10 days 10 days yeah, so, yeah. when like this that. posts when, when this is posted so in, in about 10 days nine, uh, nine, nine days, days nine yeah. days mm-hmm. 10 days from now it starts so um what direction let's start with the Vikings because you are a Vikings fan you know through and mm-hmm. through your job is to write and discuss about the Vikings and talk about the Vikings so amen what direction are you hoping the Vikings go in a couple weeks? I know you, you're kind of sending out some stuff, so maybe you don't want to, you know, I don't know when you're planning on doing that or if you care that you might be oh, talking no, about. I don't, I don't care. Do that. So are you, it, it, right now we're sitting at 23. In mm-hmm. your ideal scenario, not what you think will happen, what you hope will happen, do you want us to see us trade up, stay put, or trade down? Whew. As clear, I mean, even if like you can then say the direction you want to go, Obviously, yeah. with that move, whether that means I know you mentioned you think they're going to go corner, which mm-hmm. like which is probably good money. It's probably the smart money, honestly. But mm-hmm. um, what are you? What are your thoughts on that? Yes, so I do believe we just talked about how the Packers got Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. nurtured him, and how they're about to do the same thing, or at least fruition of Jordan Love. I really believe that if Quasi Dafamensa and Kevin O'Connell have identified their guy. I'm not talking about like 2011 when the Vikings just drafted a quarterback because there was an arms race and we had to go get one. If they've identified their guy beyond the shadow of a doubt, like Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, if they're going to get real funky, uh, I I would like for them to go get him now, hell or high water. And that way for, we have this really rare opportunity where you employ a guy who like the, sun rises throws 4,200 yards and 30 touchdowns that will not change. That's what Kirk cousins brings to the table. If you want to bitch about him, that's your problem, but yeah, he's going to be 35. He's probably not going to get better. We've seen five years of this and we haven't gotten beyond the divisional round. I, I I've come around that like, all right, it's time to start planning for the afterlife. So we can, we have this opportunity to have the best of both worlds where you can go get the guy to chill for a year. So my foremost plan was, So long as it's not like three first rounders and a third for Anthony Richardson at pick number three, that's -hmm. like too rich for me. But if it was Stroud there, I would listen. But ideally, if if one of those guys, Richardson or Levis, that again, that they love falls to the Vikings at 23 or they got to trade up to 10 to get them, that would be my dream scenario because it would also tell us what's going to happen here in the next year or so. Now, I have no clue whether or not they're going to actually do that or if they're just going to take a flyer on Dorian Thompson Robinson or get Hooker in the third, which used to be our rallying cry like three weeks ago, but now it's Hooker in the first. So all of us that were warming up to Hooker in the third all of a sudden got real warm to it. because All it takes takes is one mock, and everyone's like, oh, yes, that's the smart play. Here it is, Hooker. Yep. 23. And so, like, yeah, that's whoa. the problem is I was trying to figure out about a month ago today if I wanted Hendon Hooker at all. And then yeah. he started going in everybody's mock draft in round one. And I'm like, okay, well, let's get him in the third because I don't want any of this madness to be in the first round. The guy will be 26 next January. His knee is not good. And here the Vikings are about to give up on Cousins for this guy. We can't do it the real way, which is find some 21-year-old and start over. It's got to be some guy who will probably be 27 by the time the Vikings actually use him. And it's like a twilight zone for me when I try to figure it out. Um, So the quarterback plan would be my 1A. Um, If that is not what they want to do, they're just going to figure it out later, then I would say Joey Porter is probably my utopian scenario because all of those bloodline guys always work out. 
Like I can't find any of them that suck. So I think that's guaranteed money. We'll probably get into this in the next few minutes. I think my prediction is that Quasi does the same thing that he did last year, and that's trade back once, maybe trade back twice before they even make a pick, and stockpile assets in that sweet spot of 20 through 100, and then take somebody like Kaylee Ringo with the 28th, 29th, 30th pick, and then basically emulate last year where they got Andrew Booth, Andrew Booth Brian Asamoah, Ed Ingram all started with the Lewis Seen trade. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and Dustin, you should know too that uh, we have kind of a an, an outstanding bet on this podcast. We're degenerates, it, and so we like to have all these side bets. Yeah, okay. it, it, it keeps things interesting. Yeah. And so the the draft bet is that if the Vikings end up taking Will Levis, however it happens, on the very next episode of the podcast, Adam will prepare and then ingest an entire mayo coffee. Yeah. In honor of Will. In honor in honor of our new quarterback. Yeah. Um, is that because he doesn't think they're going to take him or just for vibes? That's, well, that's because Will Levis did that. You I mean, saw yeah, that, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I know he did that, but I didn't know if he's going to – I think he doesn't think it's vibes. Like, okay. I don't know. I, I, Will Levis, and I think I, I think I tweeted you about it. I think you tweeted something about Will Levis way back in early off season kind of stuff. Uh, when they, the first kind of whisperings of Will Levis before he did weird food um, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was, you know, I, there's a lot of things I don't like about, you know, Will Levis, you know, the mechanics, it looked a little sloppy. You know, we've had, I saw, you know, Luke Braun, he's, he's been on the, the show before he did an analysis of, of Will Levis's, you know, mechanics and kind of where he just gets a little sloppy and it leads a lot to be desired, especially, you know, it's on it's inaccuracies. And so, and so that's, that's an ideal. And yes, that's something that can be refined. The arm talent is clear. Like he has mm-hmm. that. And in, you know, I'm coming around the idea of who does, who would he be sitting behind for a year? Kirk mm-hmm. cousins. What is Kirk cousins? Extremely accurate. Like that's mm-hmm. something that he's had to be because he doesn't have that elite arm talent. And, and I think that that's something, you know, that's appealing to me. So I'm coming around on the Will Levis train. And so that's kind of where that stemmed of, yeah, sure. If we take Will Levis, because I don't necessarily think just based on what I've seen in the past, us trading up where we'd probably need to get him, which would most likely be 10 at, at least to get ahead of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, trade with the Eagles or maybe even try. Cause like the Raiders, who knows? Are they how how committed are they to Jimmy G? Are they wanting to mold a guy for a few years? Maybe. So that we got to get in that range. So you're trading up a good amount. So that's a good amount of capital. I'm in the same camp of if you like your guy, if Quasey and Kevin are are all on all in on one guy, go get him. There's no price mm-hmm. that's necessarily too steep. I mean, but look at look at the the Chiefs did with Mahomes. They mm-hmm. were they had fine quarterback play with Alex Smith. But they said, you know, we really like this guy out of Texas Tech. Let's trade up for him. You know, you, you mm-hmm. it's it's throwing a dart, yes. But I'm so sick of like it is. It's my whole life. It's been very conservative quarterback play in terms of it's the safe option, the the high floor. You know, maybe not the highest ceiling, but it will give you consistent numbers at least the last five years. I have backed Kirk Cousins nonstop. I feel like on this pod, I think he mm-hmm. is. That, that is correct. He is. Yeah wildly ridiculed and he is given <laughs> so much grief for 
really not much of a reason, I think, because well, he there's, up... there's definitely reasons. I mean, it's, there's, it's line, the stakes. there's, there's yeah. stakes, there's yeah. lining up behind the wrong lineman. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth and eight. I like, mean, like, like Troy there's, there's Aikman, like, like yeah. Hall of Famer Troy Aikman, who, who, by the way, lined up behind a guard once in his career as well. Um, <laughs> but that's never talked about. Yeah. But, so, but, but one Super Bowl ring cancels out a lineman. Like, yeah. It's a three. direct correlation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's, uh, he's still in the positive. So, Kyle Brand had a great spiel on it. You might have seen it. I don't know where he said Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins is the guy. Everyone loves to just to point and laugh and say, "Haha, it's so funny to watch him fail." Mm-hmm. And he, it's it seems very unwarranted from the jump of when he got into the league. Rather, it's not like he was some high draft pick that didn't ever reach his potential. Let's not forget he was a middle round guy in the same mm-hmm. draft class when they took RG three on the team. You know that is now known as the Commanders. Um, it's it's something that I've never really understood, and so that's what I you know back. He has faults, but he is a damn good quarterback, and that's never yeah. ever considered. And it, all the detractors, the goalpost move. It was he got paid too much. Now he's going to be probably paid thirteen to fifteenth in the league. Which, <laughs> if you were to tell me, like he's definitely better than you know that number. I think like he has been consistently putting up numbers in near the top ten or in the top ten. So. But I'm 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 ready for go all in on a quarterback. So that's my one A as well. Um, I probably that's what we call the full manifesto from Adam. That's right the full there. manifesto. Yeah, the the weird part that I haven't been able to reconcile with the cousins thing. I wanted to I wanted to put this out in a tweet, but then I figured I'll just get bogged down into the oh why do you go cheer for cousins next team if you don't if you don't like the Vikings? Yeah. I've never understood. What I can't understand is how it is kind of a foregone conclusion from Vikings fans that if you either trade or you let Kirk Cousins walk to the 49ers, that they're probably going to win a Super Bowl or at least get there. Yeah. So you're willing to say, all right, get rid of Kirk so he can go win his Super Bowl instead of building the team like the 49ers so that you can win the Super Bowl on your own with him. How how do these ideas reconcile? We just assume that we're never going to have the team the 49ers do. So screw Cousins, let him go have his own individual success. How could you look at it and be like, yeah, this guy's probably going to go do his thing and win a championship with the Niners. We can't have that, but they can have it. Where, where does that come from? It it's probably just comes from there are a, long, a strong amount of Vikings fans that are like the worst. It's Murphy's Law. The worst, you know, what what <laughs> can happen will happen. Like it, it's just it. The worst possible scenario will eventually happen. I, I think the big thing with Vikings fans <laughs> on Cousins though is like they've seen the Packers QB success and they're like mm-hmm. we need one of those guys. Yeah, like why don't, don't why don't have we have one of those? One of those? Guys, yeah. Like, yeah, the best is like, There's well, no just just go it. get them. Just go get get your Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yeah, that's really easy. Every team does that. But There's 31 other Patrick Mahomes. That's what you're advocating for. Yeah, is, is to go get Will Levis. I'm I'm advocating if can drink the if, if the front office and Kevin O'Connell are fully behind, whether that's Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, who we're finding out the Texans are not in love with as much yeah, as other, as well as some other front offices are not as enamored by CJ Stroud as the public eye is. So mm-hmm. if, if those, one of those guys is available for the right price or like you, you're able to go trade up for him, you're not selling your entire future. Like you're going to have to give up obviously a good amount to move up as far as we're going to have to move up. But if it's your guy, go get him. Like that's what I'm behind. Like I, yeah. I'm sick of the, I don't want to take, you know, a safe quarterback in a middle round like we did with Kellen Mond a few years ago and yeah. hope we might find what a diamond in the rough. That's that's a lot harder to do 
You know, you look at the guys that are taken in the the late, even the late first rounders, most of them don't pan out. They don't. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the the list in the last 10 drafts of these oh, quarterbacks yeah. taken. Peter, it's it's brutal. So yeah. it's like you're you're gonna end up with a Paxton Lynch if you just kind of wait <laughs> around and a guy falls to you. It's like he falls for a reason, usually. Yeah, so. the the problem with a quarterback in the third round or below is yeah you're right since 2010 there's like there's about 100 that have been taken and what we do is we point to Dak Prescott Russell Wilson Kirk Cousins and this tiny little side dish of Nick Foles and we're like oh that's cool we'll just go get our Dak Prescott in the third round that happens like three percent of the time the rest of these guys are morons that don't turn into anything and they're they're lucky to be backup quarterbacks so yeah that's the caution and and I even fall into that camp where I'm like all right well why don't we get Dorian Tom and Thompson Robinson he can chill for a year or two then he'll be fun then I I, I come back to earth and I'm like well god but all, the Vikings really going to get the one guy in the third round that's going to be good no it's it's seriously Prescott Wilson and Cousins from the last 12 years that have been any good after round two well, and Dustin, I agree with you. I mean, there's one glaring omission uh, in Brock Purdy that you didn't mention there. <laughs> we're two thirds big Brock Purdy oh, guys yeah, on this podcast. Him. Yeah, uh, one of yeah, us. The playoffs were a lot of fun. What, yeah. Playoffs were a lot of fun. Well, one, one of us was very worried about Brock Purdy in the playoffs, so he couldn't get on the bandwagon. <laughs> but um, the rest of us are are very much, you know, we're we're, we're rocking out with our Brock out. So. <laughs> um. All right. Anything around? So you you. Your 1A scenario is trading up for a quarterback. Your probably most realistic, like probably a lot of Vikings fans, is trading down and probably grabbing a Achilles Ringo um, and going, you know, targeting a need of corner, especially mm-hmm. corner. Um, what about, is there anything around the NFC North? Because we have, I believe the Packers are at 15. Correct. The Bears are now at nine. Uh, Lions. Lions are at six. Lion, at, Lions have at, a couple. They're at six and they're at, 18. Yeah, so they have a couple. Um, is there is there a certain prospect that would be going to one of those respective teams that you are just praying Roger Goodell does not say their name when it is their pick? As yeah, Bijan Bijan Robinson, because if they manage his contract right, we'll have to deal with him for six years. You'll have the the four plus the fifth year tag or fifth year, and then the franchise tag like the Giants have with Saquon. And that's the argument for the Vikings getting them for anybody that's skittish about a running back is you'd probably own the best running back in football for six years, no matter who gets him. Um, but yeah, he Bijan is the most fascinating person to me in this draft, probably because I grew up with running backs that good going in the top five. Mm-hmm. So when it feels like that, a like the third best football player can just kind of go, yeah, whatever, who cares? Whoever is in the mood to draft and can. Like all of the rich teams can get even richer by drafting Bijan Robinson. And it's so wild to me to think we could be hanging out at pick number 22, 27 and being like, oh yeah, Bijan's not gone yet. That's not weird at all. Cause that's just the way it is now. So I would hate with that kind of just relaxed philosophy. It's like, oh yeah, the bears got him. And I'm like, lovely. Now we get to, he has to be their big advantage for the next five to six seasons. Um, yeah. The, the thing about the lions that spooks me, um, is the all the draft capital that they have right now. Uh, Dustin, they already bungled the Chase Claypool with the Bears pick, so I'm not too concerned <laughs> about that. Uh, but yeah, they, the Bears also have a lot of draft capital, but they're just like the Lions to me. They actually got to go out and play the football games before I believe in it. 
And then uh, I kind of think the Packers are just going to finally draft a wide receiver to make it all poetic in the first round. They got to dip the toes in. They're going to take a tight end. They're going to, they're going to end up with Michael Mayer or, or Dalton Kincaid. And And they're like, it's not quite a receiver, but he catches footballs. (laughs) So it's a step in the right direction, Packers fans. And and that's the addendum to the, the Will Levis bet is that if the Packers draft a pass catcher is how I phrased it. Yep. I will join Adam in his Mayo coffee. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I'm relatively confident that we're going to take whichever Georgia defender is still on the board. That <laughs> uh, seems like it's been a pretty surefire strategy and he'll only get ejected from two or three games next year. So it's like, I, it's just a win-win for me, but I guess I, I would love it. I mean, if we came away with one of those premier tight ends, JSN, Addison, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I just I feel like I've been starved for those pass catching options. Yeah. For I kind of feel like it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. because it's he, he's finally gone or we think he's gone and I think that maybe not just to stick it to him, but at least it'll feel that way that uh Definitely mean the back gonna get his mind. Yeah. He'll be in his mind. He'll be like, "You know when that when you were t- just talking about that was against the Lions when was it Quay Walker, the other guy who flipped out?" Quay was, Walker was the so, one that did yeah, it. When it was Quay Walker flipped out and Devontae Wyatt like shoulder or like chest bumped the trainer after yeah. did not get ejected. Yeah. So yeah. So well, after hand, but after that, you know, I think they showed, I don't know if it was on Sports Center or in the highlights proceeding the game. Like when he was walking into the locker room and he really looked oh, as yeah. if like, I can't believe I did this again. My yeah. heart really bled for him because yeah. I've seen my, my six-year-old flip out and I'm like, what's going on here? No, no, this isn't a joke. It's not like I'm going to know, know. the comparison. But no, like sometimes with, with folks, mental health or whatever, sometimes that happens and he looks like an asshole in front of the whole world. And I felt really bad for him. Cause I was like, I bet you that's happened to him his whole life. And he's like, God, I was going so good for two years. And then it finally, I felt really bad that like the guy had to be exposed when he's probably a really decent dude. Yeah. Well, and that's like, that was in all time, like getting thrown out for, you know, <laughs> messing with the medical staff. Well, you got to think too, like there's a lot of passion like, in the game. Well, like that's bad, but then it's even worse. Like the look where like some cameraman got him in the tunnel with his helmet in his hands and he's, you know, mad and he's kind of flailing around and he's mad at himself. And he's just, I mean, that was an all time bad look. And, you know, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't run out in the Lambeau field with all your lion's gear and expect that, you know, you're not going to get roughed up a little bit. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just, that's just basic football, but yeah. yeah, So I don't know. I would love to not get another Georgia defender. um, You got your quota. Yeah, no, I mean, we got Quay. You're probably going to get a Clemson defender. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I mean, we can there. stay SEC. I just, you know, I want yeah. between Stokes, Wyatt, and yeah, uh, I keep uh, like yeah. I think it, I, I want to know because I'll be writing my. You you brought up Chase mm-hmm. Claypool, and I don't want you to throw away because he was he was put through the the Bears analytics cylinder. So you got to be careful. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Uh, it was a screenshot of of the, the, they did like a behind the scenes thing of a new analytics guy they brought in and he was showing um, Ryan Poles a, a, a PowerPoint and on it, it had all these, the things you look for, like speed, explosiveness, length, power, and all this stuff. And they all, all those cylinder. funnel into this <laughs> cylinder labeled analytics. And, and then there, there, was, there was three guys that came from that, that really hit all of those quotas, Justin Fields, uh, Vellis Jones, and Chase Claypool. So you so yeah. you got he's in the analytics cylinder. So I mean, hey, 
he's got to be worth a second round at least. That that to <laughs> me screams at least second rounder. And that that was a real image. You didn't just make that story. No, up. that is a hundred percent real. <laughs> the, the I will. Weird thing about that oh. is like Ryan Poles came from the Chiefs. He was like their like. I don't know. He he basically he was a former st- offensive lineman. Yeah, and then he went. He was no, with he was, the, like he was their with the player Chiefs. acquisition guy. Yeah, and yeah. He did a great job with them. So it's like, why is he messing up now with the? Bear? It's just a curse on the Bears. It was just so great because it was a legitimate. And the, there's people that's like, okay, this is an unfortunate screenshot because it was a great video, and this poor guy that like was putting all his analytics together, he was just like trying to make a visual, and it mm-hmm. just. It's it's the Bears analytics cylinder, and it, it and clearly it's it's what they modeled their offseason plan at. <laughs> I just looked up analytics cylinder and, and on yeah, Twitter, and it's, it's great. <laughs> oh man! And so I'll, I'll clip this, and and I'll I'll put that so it's it's a nice cylinder. I'll maybe frame it where it's like in it's my a, hands. It's a nice cylinder. I'm yeah, holding it's a good the cylinder. cylinder. It's great. So yeah, I think every team should strive to have at least mm-hmm. some analytics. And this object. is how you get the first pick of the draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They trade out of it was a great trade. It was a great. Trade. It was probably well, we got the first pick because of the Vikings. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That mm-hmm. is true. And, well, really, because of Lovey Smith and the Texans sleeper agent yeah. Lovey Smith. I mean, that's he true. was former know. Bears coach. Yeah. So, when yeah. you named off all of those uh, Georgia dudes that the Packers love, that reminded me. Um, when I write my Vikings uh, territory draft predictions, I'm tempted mm-hmm. to put as one of my predictions that they get a Clemson defender because there's like four or five of them that are so good that it feels like. You know what, Brian Breesy or yeah. Trenton Simpson or Miles Murphy, like all of them, you're like, man, like all of these dudes are mocked. This, this defense must have been insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I feel like you get a sense with GMs where it's like, oh, you have a type. And it's, mm-hmm. it gets more and more, it, it gets very easy to kind of predict where, where people are going to end up. So. Yeah. That's what's going to be interesting to see if what Quasey does, because if he does trade down, it's like, okay. Maybe I mean two years in a row trading down. He we already know he likes he has no problem trading within the division, so that that's clearly a, a part of his his type. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll see what what kind of what kind of players he likes. So I'm I'm well, excited. I don't know. Yeah, well, he uh, he tipped his hand a little bit. He traded for two TCU guys last mm-hmm. summer in Blacklock and Rager, and then boom, Quentin Johnson's hanging out there probably maybe at 23. Yep. And then um for those types of ties, Brian Flores while he was coach of the Dolphins uh, in the first and second rounds, they drafted five dudes from the Crimson Tide. So that would kind of lead you to believe that Brian Branch could be on the menu if you believe Flores has a lot of pull in the draft room. But yeah, every time that I do that, whether I'm trying to figure out where a player is going to be traded, when you start to look around at the coaches and player <clears throat> players ties, usually that that person will find their way to that team. It's kind of weird how it works. Like Eric Kendricks went to the Chargers and his old linebacker coach, I think it was Josh, you know, Ryan Howard or something like that. He's the linebacker's coach now for the Chargers and that's where Kendricks went to school in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I would I would always tell if you can get a drop on your team's general manager, they tend to like a certain school, certain mm-hmm. style or these players and coaches ties for free agency and trades. Yeah. Well, and maybe we can kind of, you know, put a bow on it here as we're coming to the draft and say Dustin, you know, what if you had to pick, say the Vikings don't move off of their spot. If you were in Quasi's seat. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. who would you take, assuming, you know, re- relative to ADP and stuff like that? Oh, well, I think I don't know if it's if Joey Porter is gonna be there, <clears throat> I would take him, but it's kind of a long shot that he's gonna be there. 
Mm-hmm. Last year, I didn't believe, like at this time on the calendar last year, I was on people's podcasts and I didn't believe that Kyle Hamilton would be there past the commanders. And I would have taken him and I got that on record. And of course they didn't. <laughs> and he turned out to be PFF's best safety in the planet. And it's like, of yeah. course he is. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, Deontay Banks, I think is safe at 23, even though sometimes he slips lower. There's a lot of good options. There's just no damn quarterbacks at 23. I think that's the Vikings mm-hmm. malady. Um, well, there's going to be yeah. one probably <laughs> that we don't want them to take. But... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, I've, I've, I, maybe I should pound that home a little bit more on this show. I do yeah. not want the Vikings to take Hendon Hooker at 23. Yep. Uh, if they want to do it after round one, I am 100% for it now. But I don't want to be the one team that goes and gets the injured quarterback who's old. I do not want to do that. It seems like a very Viking thing to do, but yeah. the saving grace is it's not a quasi Adapa Mensa thing to do. Um, it seems like something that Rick Spielman may have talked himself into or the guys before him, but I really don't think that the analytics general manager who preaches value every time he's in front of the microphone is going to reach for a player who was a third round prospect six weeks ago. Um, ultimately, I would probably go Joey Porter if I'm staying at 23, if they like a wide receiver, oh, probably Addison. Uh, Deontay Banks is intriguing. Um, but then I also think that Brian Branch pick is very safe. He seems like he's going to translate wonderfully to the NFL. I know I'm giving you a bunch of answers. I just don't know what the board's going to look like. Well, yeah, exactly. So any any of those guys, I uh, probably Joey Porter and realistically Brian Branch would okay. probably be my just stay there at 23 and pick them. Nice. Sweet. Well, Justin, you know so much more about the draft than we do. So, you know, you get- <laughs> well, we we talked about our intro. So next week we're going to be doing a uh, our, we're going to mock draft the first round, us three in the room, and we're going to just kind of yep. kind of go you know one by one. So and we Kevin and I did this in years past. It gets a weird, a little wonky because there's going to be no trades that happen. Yeah, because it's just kind of hard to mock that uh, when you're just doing it live. And so we're we're we know we're not going to be 100 percent right but we're usually trying to see because we don't know what the other guy's going to pick obviously we don't know how the board's going to shake out so yeah. we'll be interesting to see how that goes but um so the vikings will be on the clock at 23 and i'm sure you know a couple options of that you just named will one of them will be available i'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. um like so most that's, months. that's a teaser for next that's week. a teaser for <laughs> next week. yeah yeah um all right i i thank you so much for giving you know about oh, yeah. an hour of your your evening here i know you talk Vikings and NFL nonstop all day long, every day, which I don't imagine that you dislike doing that. So Dude. I know we don't. So I, we absolutely love having you on always well, two thirds of us do. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> what talking Vikings. Ugh. Oh, hey, I give you good NFL. tweets. You know, Kevin. All NFL and all that kind of <laughs> you stuff. You weaponize my tweets. You asshole. You better yeah. enjoy my <laughs> Yeah. You just, now you're going to have that voice in the back of your head about like, Kevin may weaponize this at some point. He <laughs> may, he may deploy this. It's, he's going to screenshot yeah. it. I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe a new, maybe Elon will put a new thing in there where you can make people that <laughs> like certain people can't screenshot your tweets. Somehow he'll come up with something. I'm going to keep, I will just in my uh, Twitter name for quite a while. Yeah, here. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, remember the Raiders are in the top 10 of this draft and they always do weird shit. So Ooh. that could be uh, something seven. to watch for. Yeah. Pick yeah, seven. That's, <clears throat> Just imagine if they don't take a quarterback, how, how are, as a Raider fan, not think of the Spider-Man meme when it's just <laughs> car to Garoppolo. Like I would, it would, ser- it would seriously, Adam, just be like next year we get Tannehill for the Vikings. Yeah. No, it, 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 no, like we, I've talked about like it's it, the Kirk scale is it, it, it's, 
it's always it's an organic thing that that molds and, and changes throughout the year and those there's the same core guys are like one point something kirks if they're exceeding it or they're a point something kirk if they're below average and so mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy that they just are if they if they're staying with garoppolo it's like I don't know if you're a Raiders fan. I don't even know what to tell you. That's yeah. And he, he might be more of a winner because he played with the Niners uh, than Carr, but you know he's going to get hurt in like week eight. I'm going to go you on. Know a, it's coming. I'm going to go on a limb and say his 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 quarterback wins record is probably going to take a hit this this upcoming year. <laughs> I, I I just have a feeling. You know, his tenure in in Las Vegas will. Uh, Do you think his arms are going to get oily or is <laughs> yeah. that just a Derek Carr? Thing? No, Derek no, Carr took a, all the oil. That's a natural phenomenon. Yeah. He took Vegas. all the oil out of Las Vegas yeah. somehow. Um, all right. Again, thank you so much, Dustin Baker. He is a writer, editor of Vikings territory. You can also check him out on his podcast that he hosts with Bryant McKinney, believe in Vikings. Um, and I'm sure you're going to have lots and lots of, of pre-draft and post-draft Vikings talk. I imagine oh, yeah. all off season uh, as well as, Go check out articles at Vikings Territory if you're a Vikings fan or if you don't like the Vikings and you want to, I don't know, bash the articles to yourself. You <laughs> Who can do that? that? You could do that. Who I don't know. Do I don't know. Give them the clicks. Um, <laughs> Dustin Baker, you can find him on Twitter at Dust Baker. Uh, great follow. Usually posts a lot of stats. If you like that kind of thing, that's how I found him. And obviously he's posts a lot more than just that. But that's how I discovered uh, Dustin Baker and him and I now have gone back and forth a lot. Great friend of the pod. Always love having you on. Uh, Dustin, you have any final words? Oh, just hit my line sooner next time. I think the last time that we talked, I swear to God, we were talking about whether or not the Vikings defense would be better than 12th best in the league. And I can't remember if that was going into <laughs> oh. the 2021 season. Or oh, the I think it was. I mean, we could probably make a bet on it now. Yeah. I mean, we had a bet about that this year and it had a loss. <laughs> yeah. so. It wasn't great. No, it wasn't great. Ed Donald's All right. So, yeah, you guys hit my line sometime this summer. Okay. All right. We will. Thank you, sir. All right. Take it easy. Thanks, Dustin. Okay. That was Dustin Baker. Uh, We are, let's going to talk a little wrap up here as well as what we have in store the next couple weeks. We might have it, but episode next week. We should. should. All right. Well, we'll have an episode next week. We got to do our Um, whole first round mock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So next week will be our, I want to hear Dustin, our first round mock (laughs) where we're going to go pick by pick. We're going to go kind of just, uh, what did you go snake draft or how do you want to do it? Yeah, let's do a snake. Snake, Fuck it, yeah. Okay, we'll do a we'll, snake we'll draft. We'll figure out how to give we'll, each of us our own teams. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it, that yeah. out. Um, so we have that next week, but then in two weeks we have another interview. Uh, first time in this studio, in person interview with Matt Anderson, host of Vikings Happy Hour. Oh, it's uh, in person. Yeah, and oh, uh, cool. climb, climb the pocket. Uh, podcast. He's a writer for the Vikings Wire as well as the Daily Norseman. Uh, him and I have been going back and forth a little bit um, on Twitter and just trying to get something set up. And it's going to be right after the draft. So that's going to be the whole bulk of that episode will be talking about who our teams picked and obviously the reactions from that. So because it's going to be taking place, we're going to record on Monday following draft weekend. Uh, so that's what we have looking forward to in the next couple of weeks here. Um, I think that's that's good. I think let's wrap it up here. Huh? Unless you guys have anything else. No, I think that's it. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. And go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, 
You can also find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at third underscore forever 10K, where we post links to our episodes each week, as well as clips from the episode, highlights, reactions, memes, news for the Vikings, Packers, and Bears, as well as the NFC North and the NFL as a whole, if it's big enough. Um, we are in our off-season programming, so we're usually going to be every two weeks, an episode on Tuesdays. Uh, once we get towards the regular season, we will be shifting fully to every week, every Tuesday, when we post in the episode, as well as clips. Uh, you can also see our new like, logo. It's in like five months. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can also see our new logo. So that's something ex- exciting. Uh, you've probably seen it already on our socials. It's already up there. Shout out to Marlo for designing it. Um, we're really happy with it. Uh, sorry, Dustin, Especially you don't have any Illinois yeah, thing. Illinois isn't on it's okay. it. It's, okay. it, it's the origin of the, of the pod, which is Vikings it's against Packers. When, when you guys, if you guys ever win the NFC North, then we'll put Illinois. No, it's on well, we the... did win the NFC North in 2018. That's um, true. It was a very since, down year. Since you've been on the show, yeah. though, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's we'll we'll think way. about putting you in the corner The way somewhere. I'm looking at it is, like, we're like Dana White. We're, like, overwatching everything. We're we're running it. You're under. You guys he's are, usually under. He you looks under. You guys are, no, Dana White? <laughs> yeah, he, when he's ringside, he's usually looking up. You're talking, that's Joe Rogan. Well, Dana White's usually ringside, are, too. Are those not the same guy? I, I They're both bald. I think they're, I, I, have we ever seen those, them in a room Those together? two and Jeff Bezos, I think they're all the same guy. All bald people, the same. Um, Prove me wrong. Yeah, so, like I said, that's what we have coming up, uh, and, and as well as, you know, off-season stuff. Hopefully news. Hopefully hopefully exciting news. Maybe some more guests. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We're trying to get some Packer folks on here, uh, so Kevin feels a little a little more at home, maybe? Yeah, I don't I know. feel nice and safe. Yeah. yeah. It'll maybe put them over there if they're, well, if mean, they're in person. They're, they're definitely not going to be in person. Well, they could be. They might I, be I suppose. Here. I don't know. There's, per- there's Packer fans that live in Minnesota. Yeah. You're one. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be two. Based on like the, you know, the, the what is it, the, the pro shop thing in the Mall of America, it's like half Packer fans. Yeah. So. There you go. Um, all right. As always, I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined by my co-host, Kevin Olm, and producer, Dustin Luco. Kevin, final word. Hold strong, Goop.